You are listening to episode number 77 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. Each week, one of us picks a song and we talk about all of our complicated feelings about the song and about the band and our questionable taste. <laughs> but actually, this week, that's not the case. No, there's no questionable taste at all. Right. Well, wonderful and, taste. And we didn't pick the song. Yeah, exactly. So, um, as if you are a member of the Patreon at a certain level, you get to pick a song sometimes, basically. And so, our wonderful listener, Glenn, picked Cocktails. Smoke the last dollar to a name. Are you buying? Are you selling, girl? Talking square, never change. And if I really wanna know what it means for her to be free, oh, she's missing cocktails. Cocktails is, of course, on Life Won't Wait, which came out June thirtieth of nineteen ninety-eight. Written by. Is it only Tim? Has the only Tim? It said, yeah. Okay. Uh, produced by Tim and Lars, and it is what a song! It's what so a good. song! I, I like. I knew when you told me this was the pick, or I knew found out this was the pick. I knew like, oh yeah, that's what that's, that's a good one. Like that's yeah. Oh, that's that's underselling it. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's these songs on on Life Won't Wait that like. Life on Late is very good, right? And yeah. very diverse. And, like, it's so easy to, like, these, like, skeleton, like, structural songs on this album to be, like, oh, yeah, like, it doesn't, like, stick out the way, like, Crane Fist or, like, like the last song or Life Won't Wait, the song right. itself, you know, does because they're, like, kind of unique in some way. Although this one is kind of unique in some way, but, like, uh, with the harmonica. But, right. um, like... But it also kind the, of fits into the like yeah it's framework just like, exactly. It's just like this structural, powerful little song, and it fits right in there that like little chunk with catch culture and violence and everything. And but man, you bring it out like oh. I know we we talk about this a lot, and you just put a microscope on it, and you're just like, damn, this song <laughs> is fucking good. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah. Th- I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I, I feel like some, one of the things about this song is like, because I, you know, I was listening to it and listening really close and like the guitars, you know, it's got, it's like the very, it's the ska upstrokes and the. Yeah, like it, you it, don't it, really think about it as a ska song, right, but it's and, super ska. Right. And so, and I was thinking, I was like, God, this is like, this is the continuation or like taking the like ideas from the ska songs of An Outcome the Wolves and like the basic framework of those and just blowing it up to like putting it on steroids and it's like because it's got that rhythm it's got the like the guitar has that tone but then it's like clear this idea of like okay well what how can we take that and like make it more and do something like make it different like i don't know And, and to me that's like one of the amazing things about this song is that it takes that you a you have to really kind of search for that part of it like that framework Mm -hmm. but it takes that and just twists it into something just so remarkable and so that has 
like knowing it's there and like it's like okay i can i can like get that general spirit but it's something beyond um yeah yeah it though i will say the the thing that unlocked for me was really realizing that like from the vocal performance to which is like very in, in a lot of ways i would say like this is one of the songs that is the most rancidy songs of all time i don't know if that makes sense but like it's like this is very canonical rancid like this is just like but what it is to me is like i don't know if there's a more clash song in their yeah. entire discography right like it like the understated use of the upstroke with that vocal performance which is so joe strummer meets dylan sort of thing that he's got going on on this one it's very like the stop startiness of it uh, mm -hmm. of that rhythm very clash and then i also feel like the harmonica kind of big like just wailing on top oh man is a very like first of all that's the start of the song for sure right but like that that sort of bringing in an extra texture is a very clash like thing to do they'd be like okay we have this pretty good song but like we're gonna bring in this extra like kind of interesting clashing you know kind of interesting solo on top of it it's a thing they did a lot and they did really well and like uh, i mean we could talk about the harmonica but like yeah this is such a clash version of rancid which we really don't get that much like for as much we've talked about that before that like, for much as much of the comparison that they get because of an outcome the wolves you don't get a lot of like in the rest of the discography a lot of like yep there's clash you know like because they don't they're very americanized for the most part they're not they're not mm -hmm. that british punky and like this though like it's almost like not being like this is the ska song it's more just like this one has an offbeat you know like and it's also this like kind of down slung bar rock song with an upbeat <laughs> you know, an offbeat, upbeat thing, you know, is what makes it more like clashy, you know, it's just like, it's like part of the mix instead of being like, oh, here is the ska song, you know, like, like that it feels more like what a clash album would do, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, I feel like from Tim's performance, his totally fucking insane, like every third words are like very clear and then like the least clear I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I love too. Like on the like, there you can always tell when like Tim has a real Tim performance when you like look up the lyrics online and there's like question marks because <laughs> <laughs> like you can't. Un people, it's like I have no fucking clue. I don't know. <laughs> and like Life One Way is famous for never having official lyrics anywhere, right? <laughs> and so people are just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> Glenn, when he picked it, he was like, he said something about like, um, what was the qu exact quote? Hold on, he said uh why is tim's lord have mercy ad lib so incredible and i went back and i was like when does he say that and when it's that it's a lord have mercy like when he gets out of that that first intro like pre-chorus thing or whatever oh. and i was like i've always heard that vocal inflection but i've never identified it as lord right. of mercy but i've always <laughs> enjoyed it and i've been like great and like glenn like unlocking that that's what he says is like I've listened to this since like since 1998, man. Right. Like I've listened to this for so long, and I've never once been able to go, "Oh, he's saying oh, Lord of Mercy." Saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I agree. Like that's a very identifiable part of the song. That's like, yeah, I love that part because he like comes in like on this weird off part of the song, and it's like a great little ad lib. 
and like they loved those little vocal ad libs in this era of ranted you know and mm-hmm. they were really feeling themselves but like and it goes so well with the harmonica but like it feels like such a live song you know um, yeah god yeah no i mean it de- like yeah it definitely feels like one of one of the things that comes through so much in this song, and a lot of times on this record, but this is like, and this is the rants that I like. They're having fun, like they're just yes, they're just having a good fucking time, and that's an underrated, underappreciated thing. Like because when they're having fun, and you can tell they're having fun, well then, like it just makes you feel better. Like it just, it's, I listen to this and I just, I feel good. Like it's you know you know when there's there's a question on my songs of our lives podcast where it's like what's a song that always puts you in a better mood songs like this put me in a better mood because it's just the it doesn't matter if i can understand half of what he's saying it doesn't matter like it just the feeling of it it because of what they are conveying just through some unspoken energy or something for lack of a better phrase it just it permeates everything and it just makes me want to have a good time and and we do have to bring up like as as part of the whole like the most rancidy rancid song of all time <laughs> element of this it does have that like it's actually a story about like right. a, dr- a drunk woman i believe you know and like i don't know i actually can't discern completely what's going on because again like it's some of the most garbled right like dylan-y kind of mushmouth lyrics i've ever heard from him but it's like there's a i mean it's called cocktails and it's about bartending and being in shitty parts of town and all these things but i have i have a really hard time parsing these lyrics so uh yeah i I don't know if you've got a take but like it does feel like we're back in that like borrowed tragedy let me tell you a story of somebody who's having a tough time you know sort of that's definitely yeah i mean that's the vibe i get i don't i i don't follow it as well as maybe i follow some of it her, mm-hmm. some of those songs but like uh, yeah i'm just like looking at the lyrics right now and i'm like huh and then i mean well and it also you know and it jumps back and forth between she and i and is the is it the i you know is is i tim or the whoever the narrator of the song is yeah. or, or is he like become is it like she's becoming the narrator i don't know um i don't like yeah I'm... <laughs> oh yeah and this has the great she won't relinquish herself to you and i sense an emergency which man the delivery on some of these lines is like it's less about the words it's like this is such that thing of like sometimes just the way tim sings something it just gets in your head you know right um and yeah, the the she can cry she can hide on the lower east side been so low on the fast lane curse like the way like if anybody else sang these lyrics you would be like okay cool but like <laughs> he's really going with this weird above all the infamous like like all that <laughs> stuff he's doing on this it's like either you love it and it's delightful or it's like right yeah i don't know i do feel like he was trying on this song in a way that i like when he tries this weirder like when he just is tim you know what i mean like yeah, I mean, I think that's what I mean. I think that kind of goes back to like the, they're just having fun because you can tell he's like feeling it, and when he gets in that yeah. space, like he just kind of he maybe lets his guard down a bit with his yeah, point. yeah, yeah. And I because yeah, I think this is one of those things. Like you, I can see somebody listening to this and just be like, I just no, <laughs> yeah, I'm because, out, <laughs> right? And even though you know, and, and it's entirely because of 
it, you know, yeah. Tim, I don't know. I don't know that there's a lot of middle ground on Tim and his the way he sings. I don't. You know, I don't know if people are ambivalent about it. I think you either are kind of you're in or you're out. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. And and I'm like fully in. I can't. I and I don't know why. I've never. That's you know. That's something I've wondered for my whole life. Like, why do I? Why am I so drawn to this? Because. I don't know. In so many other contexts, I feel like something like this, I would be like, yeah, never mind. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I I do agree that I think he's just, he's just, yeah, he's just like in the zone and just. It's so good. I I don't know why I feel so much on this song. Like it just, it's like in my bone. Like this is that thing of like when you're a high schooler and you listen to something over and over, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's just like I really love the the delivery on this song, the way it interplays with the harmonica. I feel like the harmonica is just going for it. Like, I feel like the harmonica isn't. Yeah, we should talk about the harmonica because I feel like the yeah the harmonica it just takes it to an, another level. It's so good, and it's and who the fuck is Santa Fazio? Yeah, I mean, I've never. I did some quick search. I don't know if that's like a stage name or like. Just somebody that was in studio with them in New Orleans or somewhere, you know, or what? But like, um, I just assume like whenever listening to it this week, it was I didn't look at the credits um, until today. I just assumed it was Lester Butler again. Yeah, I mean, you already have Lester Butler on the intro, so you're like, well, it must be. And it kind of and the like the sound of the harmonica. I'd have to go back and listen closer to like the actual playing and the style or whatever. But like, I feel like the like timbre of it is very similar. Cause it's kind of blown out and a little bit and kind of, so like, it's a little more like bluesy and like, kind of like, there's a little bit more like legato stuff going on where it's like kind of yeah. sliding between stuff. But yeah, you're right. It's not like, it's not like they're wildly different. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, like if, if, if it was Lester Butler, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I fully expect it to be Lester Butler, 100%. So. And they, but this is, you know, this is a the thing they do. Like, like people show up on, like, and there's no record of these people anywhere. Like, what's the other guy on this record? Ollie Lotgenau? Lotgenau? Yeah, the, yeah. Like, who the fuck is that? There's, who are these people? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, that's, I don't know. Oh, which, great. I, you know, that's, I, I, I have, uh, I imagine. I mean, these just, session musicians that, that kill it on, on Life on Wade, especially, I, like, I just, I want to know more. I want them to have good careers. I want them to, I know, you know, I, like, I hope they're happy. I hope they're happy wherever <laughs> they are. I mean, they, they brought joy to my life, you know, right. I mean, I hope they're doing okay. You know, I hope they're alive. I hope they're, you know, right. like all these things, you know, it's a tough life out there, you know, uh, so yeah. like. Yeah, and I, God, it's so good. It's it's, it's just a really wonderful song. And I mean, it does. It's very indebted for, to Joe Strummer Clash songs. Like it really has a. Yeah. There's something about where it does that like kind of stop start thing that I really feel like is that, you know, where it like stops and then goes into the chorus. You know, like right. that feels so like those British, Scott punks. You know, sort of style and and everything, but. I think that like kind of having this like Louisiana yeah thing on top of it like is a really cool combo like it's like oh whoa what what like you're doing this clash song but then you have this like ripping it's kind of mournful plaintive like it like really brings home the sort of like 
I, looking at the lyrics again, like I tried to read them real quick this morning and I think I had a harder time for some reason. It wasn't like clicking. And now it seems more like he's has a, you know, a girl, you know, whether or not it's narrative or Tim, right? like, like somebody who's, you know, down on her luck and maybe a little, um, uh, bit of a, a, you know, addicted person in some way who's also maybe in a relationship with him and she's, you know, it's a little bit of dope sick girl vibes, but a little bit more like, oh, do we got something going here? Do we not? Can I trust this person? And, you know, she's kind of in and out of his life and he's in his whole thing of, I just want to know who's talking to me. It's kind of like, there's a real genuine honesty to that sort of sadness of like, I want to like you, but if we're, you know, if we're, if we can't get past the, the, you know, the drinking and the drugs and the trust right. and the, you know, like, you know, that's a, that's a genuine thought, yeah. you know, like that doesn't feel so borrowed. That doesn't feel so like, like it's just saying like, I just want to, can I trust you? Do I know who you're talking, you know, are you real? Right. And, and, and that's a, that's an honest feeling. And that's probably a really honest feeling as somebody who's just like a famous person to, you know what I mean? Like, who's just like, um, I don't know. I, I could see that being whether or not that's again, whether or not it's a character or a, sure. I wish that was a thing that we, we could get out of Lars or Tim of like, how much, how much is this, is this real and how much of it is made up or how much of it is, yeah. is your story or it's someone, you know's story. Yeah. Versus... Like just, they don't seem to say like how often they're, they're writing in a, in a narrative. You, you know what I mean? Do you feel like, yeah, I mean, beyond the question of if it's, their story or someone like yeah I, to me none of it really ever strikes me as fiction like completely fictional yeah it's true i don't feel like they just like make up you know like the mountain goats like john darniel creates these whole yeah you know i mean like it's like these are not real people these are actual care i mean and, you know mm -hmm. and and that's a very like and then you know that's kind of an interesting conversation of like that kind of thing versus taking someone else's story and presenting yeah, it's it. like which one is that yeah exactly like, like like to me there's you know I, I, and this isn't there's more there's something and i'm not saying there's something wrong with presenting someone else's story but like on the spectrum of like totally wrong totally not like totally okay like that swings a little closer to the totally wrong. Like, and again, I'm not saying it is totally wrong. It's a thing. It's totally legit. But like, I don't know. Like, because to me, there's you know, there's when you when you take someone else's story, are you doing it with their permission? Are you doing it with you know? Are, and like, are you like you know why are you doing it? Is it to you know? I don't know. Like there there's just a lot more questions. Like if you're telling a totally fictional story, like there are other questions to ask or consider or whatever, but it's to me it's like a very different thing. And it, um, it's interesting cuz it's like like a this has been really in the news right now because of the Hassan Minaj thing of like like the core central conceit of a lot of his quote-unquote comedy, but a lot of it was like more of his like one man show stuff was like completely made up, but it was about real people mm. and it made him look better instead of, and like more put upon. And it was like, he wasn't like, Hey, he's, I, I'm a comedian. I embellish. And like all the comedians are like, no, we embellish like the funny parts. We don't embellish the parts where you're like <laughs> being treated race. Like, <laughs> like, right. like people are being racist to you 
and and these are people in your life that you're making up how racist they are to you you know what i mean then like all this stuff and and he's like it's all the same thing and like he has no humility about it and everybody's having this conversation about what you can embellish in stories to make them be more resonant or not you know like uh it's really it is interesting like how much like yeah whoever tells the story like you know if you've ever been part of something where somebody gets to tell a version of a story and you're like well that's not really how that happened but i guess mm-hmm. to tell the story that's an easy way of telling it and you're like huh you know and is, yeah i yeah, don't know yeah i don't mean yeah i don't have the answers here i just i think it's interesting and, and you know like in a song like this i don't think it's because I, I think you know the thing you're talking about like quote unquote like embellishing a story or whatever and making to make yourself look better yeah is that very like and i don't think that like that's not happening here i don't think this is because we don't even know no you know yeah no there's not (laughs) but you know but then there's there's the you then you and we talked about this with uh red hot moon a lot how it's like well it kind of feels a little like you're exploiting like named her in the well that went right (laughs) Like in the liner notes, he he was talking literally about a person, and you're like, "That's I don't know. that feels Especially, very exploitive." Like you know, yeah, and I, and that that gives me the ick. Yeah, especially like with the video being kind of about, yeah, you know, this woman had to kind of avoid all these rapey dudes and like. Yeah, and then the songs about her just going and dying in the in a field, and then you know. Fucking skinhead Rob, and then fucking, fucking skinhead Rob shows up and it says, uh, "I don't even know what he says." I can't. Anyways, I don't want to talk about skinhead Rob anymore. I actually, uh, <laughs> I did, I did want to, I, I do have to say something about skinhead Rob. Oh no! And because this came up after the transplants episode came out, I can't remember who it was now. Who mentioned the Nardwar episode with the transplants? Oh yeah, I, I don't remember where that came up. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh no, it was Jeff Tobias, our good, oh, good yeah. old friend Jeff Tobias sent me a text. He's yes. like, "Have you seen the Nardwar episode with transplants?" And I had. It's incredible. And I think you can learn so much about who an artist is by the way they treat Nardwar, and. I think, and yes. raw, and it's like, yeah, skinhead. They're fucking dickheads. Total just the pieces dumbest of shit. Fucking idiots. Yeah, yes. and and for like full like other side of that, there is a quote unquote rancid episode. It's just with Lars, and Lars is great. He's fu- like, Lars was delightful. He, in his, exactly, yeah. and that and which again I think tells you know it's like oh good. Like that, yeah. I, I would kill to see Tim on it, but I don't think it'll yeah. ever happen. Anyway, I don't think that I think that would just be too incredibly I, I, awkward. <laughs> like, like nothing would be accomplished. No, I yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> like Lars is the out of everybody in Rancid. I think Lars is the <laughs> is the one yeah, who's yeah, perfect for that. Exactly. Yeah. Lars seems I, like he's kind of become the mouthpiece. So you know, oh, very like, much so. And there's sometimes there's it can be a little frustrating, well, but, yes, it, but overall it's fine. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, um, I just had to had to bring that up because no, uh, that's good. I can't believe I had forgotten about that. There's just so much to unravel, like because it, it's like that's a big part of the Tim story, you know. And it's like kind of forgetting about it because it's you know you kind of want to memory hold the whole thing, and it's like nope that's a huge period of like the bad period that we always talk about. Like after 2000, when all the divorce happens, like this is all tied up together is this fucking transplants and, and skinhead Rob and indestructible, all the bad stuff. It's like transplants (laughs) is all that on crack, you know? So anyways, this song though is, is yeah. 
beautiful and kind of sad and the, the ending where he's like i just want to know who's talking to me also uh little little part of the song but um lars comes in with a really great soulful end in the, the he, song yeah i think lars i mean his performance overall like his harmonies and stuff are good yeah like yeah. i think lars is i i mean we've talked about like life won't wait is lars like peak lars yeah it's lars at the top of the mountain and it continues large every vocals time. for yes. sure yeah. yeah yeah i think now i think, I think his he's guitar better. has been really great yeah, yeah i think he's i think he's sort of at his peak for his guitar playing right now but um but yeah his vocals are they're really good and it's just and while we're talking about really our old friend vic, vic anything if, <laughs> if vic's there man that song's like three or four times and i bet he's all over that course too i bet yeah. he's adding like in that because he just like as somebody said like jesse i think uh, one of our our super fans who's been so great to us um vic and tim's vocals just blend together yes. in a way that like nobody can like it's a great time to bring that that quote up from jesse yeah like like uh, you can sometimes don't even notice vic's on the track because he just he yep. harmonizes with tim and lars so well he's such a perfect fifth member you know and it's I just know. like like when he's on a track on life won't wait it's like it's it's peak it's it's like the best thing that could have happened post oak on the walls right mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's like how do you go it's like how do you go anywhere from here and it's like it's it's like when like sonic youth adds like jim o'rourke or something you know you're like well yeah okay because you've been doing this forever you gotta like right. do you, something you gotta like spice it up a bit here <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta you gotta open you gotta, your marriage uh, so, sorry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like you gotta do something and he's such a good spice like he obviously was built so he's also just a really good like yeah you know like he's really good at accompanying still a lot of people obviously like but like he was so built to be to be around those guys like and it's kind of he obviously also just wanted to be his own band leader, but like, and he's a great right, and he's yeah, um, and and he's that's totally proved, solid, right? Proved yeah. proved he was right in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, he's correct, and probably yeah. gets away from a lot of chaos and bullshit. Right. But like, uh, and he's very East Coast compared to those guys. But like, I just enjoy it so much when he pops up, and you're just I like, know. fuck, man, like, you're, he's his organ tones fit so well with them, his fucking voice fits so well. He's just it makes me happy when he's jamming on it's 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 hard to believe that a track where he's on it is gonna be bad like it's just right but then indestructible happened and that's what <laughs> i know but the best like the best musically the best tracks oh, on the indestructible know. for sure have him on it you know what i mean i know i know but yes <laughs> i but then notice he doesn't work with them after right. that you know yeah no and you know that <laughs> Maybe tell something you. happened. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's Maybe somewhere. it was like too often he was like, uh, guys, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to be the voice of reason anymore because nobody's fucking yeah, listening I'm to me. I'm sick of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just falling more often on deaf ears. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. a very idealized version of the world. I'm sure it's not. Like I know. That, but. but yeah, and and just to, you know, bring it all like Brett is. His, Brett's great on here too. Yeah, no, it's all I everybody mean, is like. It's just a wonderful song. Everybody's killing it. It's a just really classic rancid song. It's just yeah. wonderful little rancid song. And again, it's also a litmus song for like 
can you handle <laughs> like if you like this song you're gonna like rancid if you don't like if you can't handle the insane tim lyrics you're just gonna be like yeah, yeah. maybe not for you <laughs> yeah you tried just move on <laughs> and that's fine yeah and that's totally fine well cool yeah no well thanks glenn for like yeah you could have yeah. you could have gone you could have totally like punished us so um <laughs> i appreciate that you didn't um it's a good it's a really good poll yeah it is so awesome all right so what are we gonna talk about next week <laughs> well speaking of punishing us <laughs> oh, i think it's time that we uh i don't remember i i don't remember whenever i have no clue what we've done i mean i have a vague idea but where we've reached the point where everything kind of blurs together and i'm like when was the last time we did this album when was the last? i don't know so anyway we have a lot of songs from the bad albums to get through yes so next week we are going to go back into a world that we love so much a world where honor is all we know <laughs> And we're going to talk about A Power Inside. Oh, man. I don't know if I have any. I can. I think I might vaguely remember it. Maybe. You just you just put up like a, a dartboard and you just went. And said, yep, that's a that's a song. That's I well, yeah, I literally pulled up the Honor album and was like, there we go. That's one. <laughs> That's a song. I know that, that qualifies I, I like, as a song. That's a song, and I know we haven't done that because I know we've done a handful. We did like a handful at the beginning, and we've done breakdown and malfunction. Didn't we do malfunction? Yeah, yeah, we did malfunction because we thought that, that was, was like, the, the best, best song. Yeah, on that best out of the out of the bunch. Yeah. yeah. So now we're gonna do a power inside, which is a song that goes a certain way and sounds. It a is a song way. by Rancid. <laughs> That's, and 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 sentence. That's the, the extent of my knowledge <laughs> of so, the song. Yeah, but hey, come next week, I will be an expert. <laughs> I will have listened to it at least once. Yes, and we'll see if I can get. I, I will at least say that, like, I can generally stomach the honored songs a couple times. Like transplants, I could barely fucking yeah yeah, yeah. the transplants is it's that first transplants album it's, is just like so yeah painful. so you know from that standpoint it's not so bad now you have a new low now, yeah know. exactly have... we've, we've pushed the floor down so far right. and you're like hey this is nothing right it's like oh maybe honor's not so bad because the fucking first transplants album exists um and maybe the <laughs> second one i don't know anything about the second one and, and i'm really annoyed that there are two of them because that means we're gonna have to fucking talk about it um Yep. But anyway, anyway, all right. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening. Send us a voicemail. Holler at us on Instagram at rancidpod. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. And you too someday could pick a song if you want. You could saddle us with like the worst fucking transplant song there is. And I don't know what that is. I don't know that it's the one we already did. I think that's actually one of the better ones from what <laughs> I think Sam has led me to believe. And that's absolutely terrifying. So just think, if you don't like us very much, you can give us some money and torture us. <laughs> that guy. I really hope nobody <laughs> does that. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, send us some voicemails and all that shit again. Like I said, uh, links in our link tree, which are in the show notes. And until next time, which should be next week. 
<laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And we'll we'll see. And if we see, you, I don't know. I had. I don't you know were I, so close. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Save the fucking pit. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That was interesting. All right. I don't know what that was. I don't either. <laughs> it works. All it's right. Really... So, uh, what? Nothing. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>